Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Well, it's finally time for another Bible Chat. I say finally for a couple reasons. Reason number one, it's been several episodes since we've had a Bible Chat. We've been having weekly interviews. We've also been having these sermon summaries, a word from the word we call it here at Sound of Truth Podcast. But we're finally back for another Bible Chat, and I'm excited about that. Another thing I say finally about is I finally got my friend Dr. Michael Soud in the studio with me. He's a retired pastor, and he's also a businessman, and he's become part of our Harvest Jacksonville family recently, and so I'm really excited to have you in the studio. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Brad. It's a pleasure to be here, and I have followed you for many years as we have planted churches about the same time. We align fairly well on our theology, so that makes our discussions very good, but also intense because there are things that we disagree on. That's right. Uh, in the Lord, we we get along, though, on that. So Absolutely. I appreciate the fact that you pointed that out. I, I like the specificity of your description of our theological relationship. So, well, let's talk about his word. Ezekiel is the book for our Bible chat today, and I asked you to come to the table with uh, one or two passages or thoughts about Ezekiel. So what do you got, Michael? The first thing I've got, and I appreciate you choosing Ezekiel because it's a fascinating book. It's one that uh, I have studied intensely in my uh, studies of Revelation because there's a strong connection there. But I think the first thing that I notice in the book of Ezekiel is right there in chapter one, and it's the description of the cherubim Mm. and just what fascinating creatures they are. And I I don't know what to call them. I don't like the word creature. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know whether to call them individuals. Angelic beings is probably a better description. But Ezekiel's vision that he had of them is just uh, fascinating. And it's also a reminder that Satan was a cherubim at mm. one time. Yeah, when you use the word cherubim, what are you, what are you talking about for those of you who are not familiar with, for those the, out there? Not the cherubim, their primary use by God was to constantly bring praise to God. And the description of them having four faces and their wings, and there's a description in, in Ezekiel specifically that says that they moved like a bolt of lightning. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's just fascinating that they can be, go from point A to point B in milliseconds. Mm-hmm. And it also fascinates me to think of the angelic war. What was that like at the time of, of Satan's fall? Right. The type of battle that went on. And Robert Morris, who is the author of the Genesis Flood, has a fascinating description of that. I, I, I can't repeat it because it was just uh, the way he articulated it. Mm-hmm was uh, too extensive, but just the type of warfare they participated in must have just been a fascinating and awesome scene. But just the awesomeness of the angelic realm, Mm, mm -hmm. and also it's a reminder of the strength of the demonic realm Mm. and what we're facing as Christians and our need to be having a dependence upon God to be able to fight that battle. Yeah. I remember in seminary, one of my Old Testament professors had us as an assignment attempt to draw on a piece of paper Ezekiel chapter one. I don't know if you've ever tried that or not. No. It was very challenging to say the least. <laughs> uh, but also enlightening in, in some ways to, uh, to think about God uses images that are oftentimes symbolic to uh, get across truths for us to be able to, to understand. Do you take Ezekiel one, this vision literal, or do you take it to be symbolic? I take it both. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may sound like a bit of a cop-out, but I do think it's a vision of what, it's an actual vision 
of what those angelic beings look like. Now I'm going to qualify my statement. You're, you have an individual in Ezekiel who has a limited ability to comprehend magnificent things. Mm-hmm. And he's using words that are not able to adequately describe what he's seen mm-hmm. has seen. So they are symbolic, but I do think to the best of his ability, he described what he saw. Okay. Now, Let's transition on over to uh, the nether, another part of Ezekiel you're wanting mm-hmm. to, to uh, share about, I think. 38 and 39 describe a great battle, and Lamentations, which precedes Ezekiel and part of Ezekiel, is essentially the prophecy, Israel, you have sinned, you have fallen away from following me, uh, your doom is at hand, and there's nothing you can do about it. And Ezekiel 38 and 39 is actually a prophecy that connects with Revelation in what is going to happen in my premillennial view mm-hmm. um, between Israel and the rest of the Middle East. And it's fascinating to me to see how God is detailed in who is going to come against Israel, naming the countries who are going to come against Israel, and Israel is going to defeat them all. Mm. And we have seen this since 1948, Israel's ability to overcome great odds mm-hmm. in uh, fighting the Muslim world. So Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine. Do you think lines are things are currently lining up prophetically? Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting too. In Ezekiel, it talks about God spreading the nation of Israel. Essentially, the nation of Israel ceased in AD seventy after the destruction of uh, Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And in Ezekiel, the prophecy is that God will spread the Jewish people around the world, and then He will call them back mm-hmm. to the promised land. And we saw that in nineteen forty eight when uh, the nation of Israel was reestablished as a legitimate nation among the world's countries. Yeah, excellent. All right, well, let me share with you what, what I wanted to bring to the table, M- Michael, and that is just this one little nugget from Ezekiel chapter 36. And I'm thinking about how Ezekiel says, and I'm going to pick up verse 24, kind of lines up, this is from the NIV, for I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. It's exactly what you were talking about in verse 24. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all of your impurities and from all your idols. And then here's verse 26. I love verse 26. Really the verse I was wanting to, to share. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, which is just a beautiful picture of what happens at conversion for all of us who are in Christ. God replaces our heart of stone and replaces it with a heart of flesh. Now, we're speaking here, of course, metaphorically. He doesn't give us a literal physical heart transplant. God takes our stony, cold heart of rebellion and disobedience and evil and, and, and a self-deceiving heart, even Jeremiah describes it as. Mm-hmm. The heart is deceptive um, and replaces it with a heart of love for God and love for people, this heart of flesh, this caring heart, this compassionate heart, this, uh, this heart that now has Christ dwelling in it, which is we're talking about the innermost part of who we are, uh, the heart, the core of who we are. And I just, I just love that verse. No, it, it's, it's, it shows the, not only the tenderness of God, but it also shows that throughout the Bible, and I truly believe this thread runs throughout, is God's desire to see his people and to see mankind repent and come into a relationship with him. And 
even when we get into something like Ezekiel 38 and 39, even when we get into the tribulation, all of these actions are to bring people to repentance. Mm -hmm. They seem harsh. We wonder why God did certain things in the Old Testament. We wonder about the harshness of the tribulation. And actually, in the book of Revelation, it talks about God's desire to bring people to salvation, but just how that theme is consistent throughout mm-hmm. Scripture. And it, it, it's really an indication of how much God loves us. Yeah. Because you and I wouldn't put up with it. That's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank God for his grace. It's, it's greater yes. than ours by leaps and bounds. All right. Thanks so much, Michael. Appreciate your time with me today in Ezekiel. Absolutely, Brad. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville and is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2023.